upside down week. Feels like hell's been thrown on me. My only saving grace is a little white cooler that's calling my name. Said I wouldn't complain about it, but we all got the same problems. So why not get together, do a little share, drink them away? It's time to crack one open, fix this week that's broken. We got all your answers, that's our guarantee. We all got. Hallelujah, everybody. It's the Drinking Texas Radio Show on KTAFradio.com. Coming to you live on Wednesday. Mike, how the heck you doing on this beautiful day? I mean, come on. Look at me. Yeah, that's why I'm asking. No, no. I mean, I'm fine. Wait. What have you, what have you heard? Oh, uh, no. Just looking. Okay. <laughs> um. <laughs> t- t- today's going to be a wonderful show, at least for you and me. Because? Because we got Jake Clemens here <sighs> from the Texas Whiskey Festival. Who I'm is, sorry. Who <laughs> <laughs> has uh, brought us some goodies to try out that we haven't we haven't had before? No, we have not. And um, these days, I tell you what, that's saying something. That's saying quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Because uh, if you look throughout the room, look downstairs, there is a ton of whiskey, and uh, there's only a couple people that I know around here that we know mm-hmm. that have more. He, yeah, he, Jake's one of them. Yeah. And my collection is small compared to the people I know. <laughs> oh, oh! I, we we need to know the people he knows. I was to say that sounds that sounds like we're getting invited to some of those eyes wide shut parties. Ooh, let's not get into that. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 for whiskey. Oh yeah, yeah. Bottles wide open. I don't even know what that means, but <laughs> I'm in. Uh, there is one voice missing from this. Cacophony. Yeah, Amber. Amber had some uh, major stuff to do with Coke FM tonight, so she's not able to make it. Uh, but I know, I know she wishes she could be here. I know. So we wish her simply because uh, she knows it's it's your week and and you, and you won the money. Uh, yeah, the, uh, we played that out well. <laughs> there the was an- a lot of money in there this time. Uh, there was. She she made so many shows in a row, and we just kept throwing into the pot. And uh, damn it. Yeah, that's... Uh, a little warning would have been nice, Amber. Come so, on. So what we do is uh, Amber last year had a bunch of stuff going on, so she missed several shows. We would throw a dollar in to the pot, to the kitty, every week. Every week and whenever she would miss, whoever's turn it was got to keep the money. Oh. Yeah. Of course, we put that towards alcohol. That's <laughs> so, yeah. true. We, we, we do both benefit. but Yeah, it, it's a win-win. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I like so, this plan. <laughs> yeah, right. So uh, let, let's get into uh, what, what we're starting off with because I know what we're what we're ending with. Yeah, well, the rest of the shows, right? Yeah. But we're starting off like we do with a tequila. Um, and and ever since y'all went snob on us, it's it's uh, additive free tequilas. Yeah, this it, you know you were a tequila guy before you got into whiskeys. The additive free will not give you a headache. It's uh, just pure agave. So, that was so long ago. I don't even know that. You know, additive free was a thing. I don't think it was. <laughs> it, 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 it's so so. If it says one hundred percent blue agave, it's not always because right. they can add up to one percent of four different uh, variables, uh-huh. which can cause. Do you remember what they are? Sugar, coloring, sugar, glycerin, 
glycerin flavoring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, nobody talked about no additives back whenever I was drinking tequila. Mm-hmm. I mean, this was many moons ago. Right, you would just you would just snort Puervo. <laughs> well, I mean, isn't that how everybody got started with tequila? That's how that's, I did. I mean, yeah, college, you know. Just... I, I'll tell you what, though, that's why a lot of people hate tequilas, because the whole I went through the whole Cuervo thing. It was, was not pretty. Oh, yeah. um, I think you can say that about a lot of spirits. I mean, tequila's the prevalent one. If they've had Cuervo now, they're like, Tequila's all terrible, and you're like, no, probably what we're about to taste is good, but whiskey. Yeah, tequila, um, Jack Daniels, Cuervo, Jack Daniels. Wild turkeys, wild Wild turkey, turkey, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, everybody got got the... uh, Hot damn. (laughs) We got some, no, that's uh, Fireball. (laughs) Well, the original cinnamon whiskey, though, man, I remember not on Hot Damn, that was... (laughs) Hot Damn and Goldschlager, oh, back in the day. So uh, so today's contestant, I I was going on a search. We're looking for Fortaleza. We've never had it. Uh, because well, well, we've never had it in the it, on the show yeah. in the studio, because now it's it's just it's one of those uh, u- you know, unicorns. It comes out, people are on lists. You yeah. can't get your hands on it. So I, I, we were looking, we are looking for a, an alternative, something that that tastes like it, has the same profile, whatever. And and uh, I think this one's pretty damn close. This is uh, Don Fulano Blanco. Uh, they do make a Fuerte, which is their Blanco, but a hundred proof. This is the eighty proof. Uh, it's a Highland. Um, it's one of the last family-owned tequilas. Uh, these guys do it. Uh, you know, they cook them for 32 hours. It's a screw press, so it's not artisanal. Artis- yeah. It's a screw press. Um, and then they distill it in, in, in two different ways. Uh, 80% uh, single pot, uh, copper pot, single pot distilled. 20% coffee column pot. Okay. Well. Uh, and, then they, and then they blend the two. And... Um, even with the Blanco, it, it rests. It sits in steel tanks for six months before they go ahead and bottle it, unlike most of the other ones. Yeah, it, it's really, really good. Mm. Smells sweet. Mm-hmm. It, it is a well, little sweet. It is Highland. Not, not as sweet as, say, a, uh, say a Cuervo or a Herdura, mm-hmm. aged or a... Well, have y'all had the, um, the McConaughey's Pantalonis? Not yet. No, so that not. Blanco is... Extremely sweet, is it? Mm. And it, apparently, it's a no additive kind of thing because that's kind of you know, okay. their mm. thing. But mm. it makes this one look, you know, I don't know, like it needs sweetener, mm. <laughs> right? Ah, mm. uh, I like that one though. It, yeah, no, see, nice. it's sweet. It's yeah, yeah. It's very nice, very smooth. I took a bottle of uh, of El Tesoro over to Buddy's house, who drinks tequila, but drinks the college tequilas, right? Took a bottle of that over there, and he he fell in love with it. He's like, "How much? How much does something like this cost? And where can I get it?" I said, uh, "I'm not telling you." And <laughs> liquor store. So there you go. Yeah. Well, I would totally drink this, and I have some friends that are um, tequila friends in New Orleans, and I am going to turn them onto this because yeah. I think they would really enjoy it. It, uh, it is not a terribly expensive bottle at all. I tell you what, you put you put that over ice, and it it's like drinking flavored water. Mm. It is so good. So I used to keep a silver tequila in a decanter, and I would uh, just grab my glass, pour it, like get some ice, mm-hmm. pour it in there, and then squeeze a lime and drop the lime oh, in yeah. there, and that's how I used to drink uh, tequila. It was fantastic. Yeah, it's beautiful. It doesn't Plus, sound bad. It's, it's actually a uh, – it's good for you. Yeah, yeah. It it heals everything that ails you. <laughs> everything in moderation. Yeah. 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 You have to do the you have to do the research on it. But yeah, tequila is actually a 
I don't know if it's a probiotic or an antibiotic. I don't know what side of the biotics it comes down on. It, but it's a biotic. You, it's a biotic. It'll make you biotic. <laughs> it's, it's either pro or anti. Yeah. Drink enough of it, you'll think you're, you're bionic. <laughs> Ooh. Is that a good thing, Tom? I don't know. Well, don't what know. was funny is that when you go additive-free, you tend not to have hangovers because there's, you know, the alcohol it does what it does, but it doesn't really upset your system uh, like uh, anything with, with with sugar additives does. Now, who scientifically proved that? Um, Steve? Every night. Oh, okay. Every night when I go to sleep. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's fair. All right. oh, about, about the really, hangover thing? Every morning yeah. when I oh. wake up. <laughs> we've uh, we've proven that quite often yeah. on, on this show. Well, I could say the same thing test. about whiskey neat. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same thing. Yeah, we we drink whiskey neat most of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, um, well, you know how to yeah. drink whiskey shit. That's how we. That's how we like it. Yeah. Or I like it. I don't care how Mike likes it. Well, look, the best way to drink whiskey is however you want to. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. No, your pants are staying on. Damn it. Anyway, at least in public. <laughs> <laughs> are we in public? Yes. I'm yes. Here. Yeah. 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 <laughs> this is this is public. And there's a live stream. Uh, yeah. I don't mind that. <laughs> but Dude, but this is not the... OnlyFans. <laughs> oh, we can make money yet. <laughs> Yet. Yeah. All right. Hey, uh, it is time for question of the day. See, what we do is we charge people for me to put them back on. That's it. <laughs> it was Jerry Lewis's idea. Mm-hmm. Did it every Memorial Day. Yep. Um, question of the day. And this is one I'm going to ask the stupidest question of all time, but we're going to nuance it. Okay. Because we get asked this all the time, and I'm sure you get asked this all the time. What's your favorite Don't, whiskey? God. Experience. Experience. So what was the coolest thing you ever did? I can tell you my favorite whiskey experience is the Texas Whiskey Festival. Wait, which one? All of them. The one where I got lost? (laughs) You got lost? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to have to. I want to hear about this 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 was This was last year. So, Mike, you know, if you don't pace yourself, you're not going to make it all the way through because there's so many different distilleries. Apparently it's not a sprint. Yeah. Mike Mike went on. There's plenty of time. Yeah, Mike went on a sprint, and yeah, they, it's it's little pours, little so you can pours. taste them. But he was tasting in in people, all the distilleries bring multiple bottles. Well, he was trying all the bottles at the first at least. Do you know how many distilleries you made it through? Sixty six. No, uh, sixty six samples. I don't know how many oh. distilleries it was. That's three. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you included Balconies in that, they were half of it, probably. <laughs> right. So, so. Uh, but but the first year we went, I had seventy two, but I didn't have them all in the first forty minutes. Right, and, and uh, <laughs> uh, called his wife to come pick us up because you know we're responsible. We had a designated That's you driver. Be. Yes, uh-huh. and uh, we we recommend everybody does that because we love you all and we want to see you all around as long as we can. Um, she got there. I started walking to the vehicle, and then I look around, and Mike's not there anymore. He just wandered off. And I, <laughs> and he, Where and did they find you, Mike? Uh, I found I found them. No, I found you in between. You know where the where that restroom is? On if you're walking towards where the stage was, mm-hmm. uh, the restroom on the left hand side in between. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah but on the other side, I was on the other oh, side. Oh, you were back in the way back area. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was uh-huh. over there. Um, and he was texting. He area. was texting his wife. Live texting. It, it was yeah. It should have been an episode of something. Yeah. So I I was able to because I know Mike. I was able to find him pretty quickly. Yeah. It was like God bless us. Well, thank you for finding him yeah. and y'all being responsible. And dude, 
So I, you know, it's not a sprint. It's it not. A it's, I, I, plenty, can, I give y'all plenty of time. I guarantee oh, you, it's you not a sprint. You absolutely do. Yeah. The, part of the problem is we know uh, you know all the all of them, all the distillers and the owners and the the workers and this and that. Mike and I know most of them, so they're they're handing us extra pours and hey, you got to try. And I've got this back here that we're only letting certain people mm. try and this and that, and, you know, and it's like. So, Mike, oh yeah, come here, come yeah, here. Have Mike, one, have one of the. Mike, oh, we need to, yeah. we need to go eat something. Uh, yeah, wait. Let me go. Let's do the next one. Oh man. Well, yeah, well, and then you get sidetracked by the distillery on the way to the food. Right. It's, just, it's a really, it's, it's a hard and, thing to. And meet. then while you're while you're eating in the back, uh, uh, what's your name? You have people. Oh yeah, we're doing <laughs> special pours back there. Yeah, if you're in the VIP area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, we had we had a couple of those so, pours. Too. So <laughs> long story short, I had a great time. Oh yeah. Uh, and then I was lost and didn't know it. Chip found me, and I, I remember the ride home, so I was fine. And then I woke up the next morning, and I said, hey, to Joanne, I said, hey, you never responded to that text I sent you last night. She goes, really? Which one? So I looked at my phone, and I'm like, oh, my God. I, <laughs> I sent like 30 texts, no memory of any of these texts. But it, it painted an amazing picture, and perhaps someday it'll be a novel. Uh, yeah. But Wow. And she, I, I got to the, I got to the vehicle. She goes, "Where's Mike?" <laughs> and I, I look, I look right, right behind me. I look back and I go, "Damn it!" And she's looking at her phone and looks at me and goes, "Get him now!" Say, so I, ah, oh. yeah, yeah. But I'm just, you know, but she goes, she goes, explain this one to me. And so I'm scrolling through it and it just says, "All right, don't panic." But I think I'm in danger. And she goes, so why did you think you were in danger? I got no idea. Yeah. <laughs> it was, uh, needless to say, we had a great time. It was, it was, I, it was allegedly like it. a great yeah. time. I remember every last bit of it. Was it last year? That, or was, the, that was last year. No, I know that oh, was. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, last year, the year before that we, we met the people from Shire that did the Cinnamon Girl two years ago. Two years ago. Which um, really upset me. Why? Because I liked it. <laughs> the, the the son was like, "Hey, uh, you know, try the try the cinnamon girl." I was like, "Don't do I don't do flavored whiskeys," and he was like, "No, it's it's not like hot damn or fireball. It's whiskey with a little so bit of cinnamon." And they I have like, one uh-huh. that is cinnamon with honey, oh. and I will tell you, it is a guilty pleasure. Yeah, that I have hidden away. Mm-hmm. I only drink it when I'm alone. <laughs> or my wife's there, you know, but I don't share it with people because, you know, it's... Or or right. if you're near the Porta Potties tweeting that you are in danger. Yeah. Well, that might be a, that might be another use case for it, <laughs> but, uh, but no, it is, um, it's ridiculously good. Yeah. I'm not a big flavored whiskey fan, um, just for my personal taste, but man, what they did with that cinnamon honey one, and I don't know when it's coming out, actually. Maybe but, I shouldn't have said that. Well, <laughs> eh, that, that's, that's the life he gets to live. I know, right? Yeah. I don't know if I should tell you that this is coming out in three years, but, you know, I've got 12 <laughs> cases of it. <laughs> I only have, like, this much left, so there's not a lot left. So, but, yeah, they, I tried it, and I, I yelled at them for right. making such a wonderful product. Wow. Well, yeah. but before, hey, we, before but, we find out who, what the real whiskey drinker thinks, uh, she doesn't know what these are, does she? No, she'll find out. Okay. Um I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and give mine. And Chip was actually part of this one, too. Uh, we, we drove to Kentucky to watch my nephew play uh, college baseball. It rained out. 
side note, wasn't a drop of rain that whole week. <laughs> yeah. But we, we had driven out to, uh, to Lexington. So there, there was a threat of rain. And instead of, because they had played in Dallas and they were from Missouri, instead of uh, driving all the way to Kentucky and possibly getting rained out, they just called they it. They just called drove, it. Drove back to okay, Missouri. Okay, got it. That yeah. explains it. Okay. The, yeah, yeah, the yeah. thing is that they played a game in Dallas a day after we had already left to go meet them. In Kentucky. So we're there for two right. and a half days with absolutely nothing to do. So well, so we found stuff to do. And, in and, Kentucky, there's no, something we, to no, do. No, we, we yeah. yeah. So it was great. So we hit a bunch of different distilleries and went on a few tours. And, and they were all, you know, good in their own way. But um, I, I had never done anything like uh, Three Brothers. Three, bo- three Brothers, Three Boys. Three Boys. Three Boys. Uh, have you heard of Three Boys out there? I have not heard of them. It, this is a tiny little family distillery, and uh, we just happened to be – we're in Bardstown. It's in Bardstown. And, and, and we had hit some of the bigger ones. Hold, hold on one second. I'm going to do to you what, what people do to us if we haven't tried a beer or whatever. I thought you were a whiskey guy. <laughs> you don't know three boys? You don't know three boys? <laughs> this, this tiny distillery out in the middle of nowhere? You haven't heard of them? But, Damn but it. We, we, had, we had hit all the big ones out there, you know, Heaven Hill, et cetera, et cetera, Willet, what, whatever. And then we were just kind of driving, headed down, just down this road kind of blindly looking for dinner. We, you know, we didn't really have a plan. I was like, well, let's go find someplace to eat. And there's just this little sign at the side of the road, you know, three boys, distillery, Right here. It's like, well, okay, there's a little uh, house right there. Let's do it. So we pull down this driveway, pull in this parking lot. There's this this gift shop. We walk in there and say, hey, we'd like to try the whiskeys here. And the girl behind the counter, she goes, no, you, you don't want to try these whiskeys. Just get back in your car, go down the driveway about a mile and a half. There's a barn. Try those whiskeys. <laughs> We're like, oh, okay. Cruise. I, I looked at her and go, but there's whiskey right there. She <laughs> goes, it's true. You don't want these whiskeys. Go, I want all the whiskeys. <laughs> she goes, nope. just go to the damn barn. Yeah. Like, well, see, this seems like a very ominous thing, and I'm kind of like, ooh, I'm intrigued. <laughs> it could be a horror story. It could be a yeah. really, like, mm-hmm. go to the barn. Oh, no, no. They were nice girls. And um, <laughs> so we so we get to the barn, and they we walk in there. the guy with the chainsaw and the leather mask on. He <laughs> seemed pretty cool. So that so that's where all the, all the, the that was the distillery. That's where all the vats and 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 stills and everything was, everything was in there. And then you you walk past that. They go, "Do you want a tour?" It's like, "No, we can see all of it right there. We, we don't need a tour." So well, that come, was that was the tour. They charge us twenty bucks. <laughs> come, come down here for the tasting. And the, the place is called Three Boys, but everybody who worked there was probably like a a hot young college girl. Yeah, definitely, definitely no. Nothing below an eight. Yeah, yeah. Easy on the eyes. Good God. Knowledgeable as hell. And they just kind of take you on this guided tasting tour. They have, uh, I don't know how many, eight barrels. Yeah, there was eight. Eight barrels just laying on the ground. And they kind of talk you through what's in each one. And then you thief each one. And you fill your own glass. You drink it. You want more? Thief a little more. And so everything. So all eight of them. Barrel strength, obviously. You know, uh, this is what we try to do with that. This is what we try to do with this. Boom, 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 boom. You finish the little tour. And then they're like, if you want to buy any of these, uh, there are the bottles. And they have, you know, different size bottles. You buy your bottle, go over and just fill it up yourself and get the hell on out. Oh, that's a super cool experience. It was. It, it, it really was. was. Awesome. It was it, really I mean, the highlight find, of the tour. You don't find that very often. I mean, that's a super cool experience. Yeah, it, it absolutely was. It, and the the people that worked there were, were so amazing. And if you were nice to them, you know, the, like, 
okay, which which ones did you like? I was like, I'm kind of torn between these two. Grab me another sample. Like, okay. <laughs> okay. So, you know, 20 samples later, like, I guess I'll buy a bottle. I'm buying everything. <laughs> How much for the barrel? Yeah, yeah, but that that was a good time. That's one I that's one I keep thinking about. That yeah, that was actually actually my favorite experience outside of uh, mm-hmm. Texas Whiskey Festival. Outside of looking for me at the well, look, yeah. that sounds like an amazing time. Uh, I know you're gonna one up it though. No, actually, I don't know that I can. Uh, I have been blessed to get to do so many really cool things within this industry, especially in Texas. Um, you know we. One of my favorite things I get to do at distilleries is if they're doing if they're in there and they're doing their heart cuts, tasting it directly from the still, that new make coming off the still, the warmth, the high proof, it just lets you know what new make can truly be. And right. like giving everybody like everybody has this, you know, whether it's shine, whether you call it new make, clear whiskey, whatever, it coming off the still. You know, and you're at this distiller that makes great whiskey. You're like, oh, this is just amazing yeah. stuff. But you're doing it with these people that are, like, passionate about what they're doing. And so that's a part of it is, like, they're like, oh, my God, you should try this. They're like, or do you want to try this? I'm like, well, yeah. And I grab my glass, and they're like, okay, yeah, we do, we're doing that. Um, but, you know, we got to create – I've got to blend with some of these guys. I mean, we created the first ever blend of whiskeys in Texas back in 2019. And that was an amazing and incredible experience. So, I so so you I don't can't, know that you I can't just say your life. My life is the best <laughs> whiskey experience I, that I've had. Well, I mean, you know, one way, I yes, yeah, it kind of is. Yeah. I mean, I can continuously I, live a dream, that, and that's, I'm, I'm pretty lucky in that sense. Yeah, I wasn't joking. I was being serious. Yeah, you, no. yeah. I mean, that's a fair that's a fair statement. I mean, I'm very lucky in that sense. I mean, I've got to meet a lot of good um, good people. Make great friends through doing this and uh but yeah i mean if i was like talking about just like a single thing that i get to do across distilleries it's if they're doing hard cuts new make like that's just it's such a unique experience that even if you're doing the tour you rarely get to do that right so it is you you get the behind the scenes experience that nobody gets now i also got to you know i spent an afternoon with jonathan licorice going through the iron root uh barrel house i mean that's hard to top as well because yeah it's iron root and it's jonathan licorice and who's a great great friend they they Uh, don't they don't hardly do anything do they i mean (laughs) i mean only i mean they've only won you know amazing awards and things like that but um, you know, same thing about Coney's. We got to spend an afternoon going through their Rick house and yeah. like there's all of those experiences that I could just keep talking about, but it, I can't pick one. Just, just say my life, my life. Yeah. All right. So, all right. so on, on that note, he came in first. Yeah. Absolutely. He won. God damn it. He so, won. So let, let's play a song I real quick. Okay. To win. But I know that's the, that's the horrible part. You weren't even trying. <laughs> that sucks. So, um, Although I'm pretty, Let, sure, I'm pretty sure our, our our three boys girls were prettier than than, than the, Mr. Licorice. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I have, I mean, Jonathan, he's a nice looking guy, but no, they were probably better. Okay, and then, then, and so. then Jared is one of the nicest guys I've ever met, but they were still better looking than Did Jared. You see, okay, yeah. so we, at least we have that. <laughs> so so let's play a song real quick, and then let's let, when we come back, let's uh, let's actually talk about who you are. But Everybody, you do. Everybody's heard. You, Heard your experience, I'm like, well, this sounds pretty cool, but who is uh, this guy? Yeah, who's this guy? Why does he get to live such a cool life? How do I get to do that shit? You don't. 
You absolutely don't because he's already he's already put a patent on it. <laughs> so all the songs that we're playing today are uh, Drinking Texas Family, by the way. Yep. Uh, everybody um, has been on the show, and uh, none of them hate us as far as we know. And uh, this first one uh, is is someone who's actually going to be playing, performing live on our 200th show, our 200th episode, coming up on March 20th. Yep, over at the Back Porch Social, mm-hmm. right here in beautiful Round Rock. Sponsored by Shiner. Mm-hmm. Mr. Hayden Baker. This uh, song he just released Friday. It just came out last Friday. Yep. It's called Something I Can't Do. We'll be right back. <laughs> Hey, thank you for sticking around with the Drinking Texas Radio Show on KTAFradio.com. That was Hayden Baker with Something I Can't Do, one of our favorite singers mm-hmm. of all time, which I'm going to say that about everybody that we're playing today. Well, because they are. Yeah, they are. They really are. We, we, love, we love our family. Look, you can have a lot of favorites. We yeah. do. As a matter of fact, you don't know this yet, but now that you've been on the show, we've had a drink with you. You're part of the family, too. You're yeah, part of the I love Texas. that. Oh, oh yeah. Well, great. I love that. Cheers to that, guys. Cheers to you. <laughs> All right. Cheer. Wait a minute. Okay. You got to raise your glass, well, too. Cheers from across the table. <laughs> oh, that's... Okay, so what do, what do we have in the glass right there? Okay, so the whiskey guy brought you non-whiskey. Um, yeah, that's a way to start it. I know, right? The This is one of my favorite releases that a distillery does that's a non-whiskey release. Um, they do it once a year, so it's real spirits or real L brewing, which right. has real spirits. It's called Totem. And it doesn't really have a classification. It is kind of a brandy. It's a gin. It's distilled in a mezcal fashion. It's not a mezcal, I promise. Um, that wouldn't hurt our feelings. So Davin, the distiller at Real L, he's a big mezcal fan. And so there's a type of mezcal called pachuca, which where you hang a protein in the onion of the still, and then you get the essence of whatever that protein is. So he started this project back in 2019. And he went and shot a hog. Uh, Jesse from Dadu, the restaurant in Austin, they cold smoked it. And he put it in the onion and the still. And they took, I uh, forget what their base spirit is. It's barley and wheat. I know that, but I forget which beer minus the hops. And they ferment it with passion fruit. And then Davin picks, he forages local botanicals. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it is peaches, dewberries, pecans, rosemary, lavender, bottle brush, smoked chilies, which he does himself, lemon, grapefruit, orange peel. Those are all put into a gin basket, right? And so he puts this base in there. The This um, hog is in the onion, and it's running it through, and then it's going through the gin basket, and you create this spirit. And... He proofs it down to 110. They only release like less than 300 300 bottles a year. Wow! Um, but it is fantastic. It's amazing. It's yeah. unlike anything you've ever tasted. Yeah, yeah. Now they do a so talk about back to the experiences. Mm-hmm. One of the experiences I get to do, uh, or at least as long as they continue and invite me back, um, during the last distillation, once the run is done. Uh, Davin gets the ho- the pulled the hog out, and we make pulled pork tacos. Oh. Now it's mixed in with other pulled pork because I promise you, if you ate, we tried it right. like by itself. It's super boozy. You wouldn't be able to eat two tacos <laughs> right. and drive. Right. So it's mixed in with other pulled pork, but it's this amazing, just like kind of like 
and he has a whole ritual around it. He's a big outdoorsman, hunter, fisher. And so the real ritual, which obviously we're not going to do, um, but you take like a copita glass, like you would like drink mezcal out of and things like that. Right. Rim it with whatever local honey you're at. So if you're in Utah, if you're in Arizona, whatever, uh, you have your um, totem in there. You light it on fire because it's 110 proof. Right. Um, you blow it out and then you drink it. And that's like, it's whatever the bees forage. That's like your local thing. So he has this whole he, ritual behind it. It's he amazing. He gives honor to the spirits and yep. everything else. Yeah. Yeah. It's, but it's an amazing, he has a ritual behind it. But again, I love what he did with this. It's one of my favorite non-whiskey releases, but yeah. <sighs> this is, this is absolutely amazing. Thank you for bringing this over. This is yeah. crazy. The, right. It, it's, uh, man, it, it's hard to even describe because you, the, you've got the lavender, you can smell the... But you get the bottle brush, yeah, which is the, almost... So yeah. For those that don't know what bottle brush is, the first year that he did it, it was really heavy bottle brush, and it was almost gin-esque. Right. Mm-hmm. So gin, so bottle brush is going to give you your juniper-esque kind of flavor. Yeah. I smell a lot of lavender. And it's I, I smell mostly lavender. Yeah, I, yeah. I think that's the smell, but but the taste is... The uh, taste there's is a lot. Yeah, there's, there's, there's definitely fruit. There's definitely passion fruit and, and peach. I mean, it's all of those things. So, like, going on... So, we yeah. started in 2019. He's really honed in on what the recipe is and the mixture of the botanicals. And he's just... He's got I, it down now. I, I tell fantastic. you, I to a point, I like the thought of gin, mm-hmm. right? I, I can't drink a ton of it. This, it, it's it's not gin. It's not... A, like you said, it's not a mezcal. I could... I could see the the thought process behind the mescal. He just I wanted could, to honor that process, yeah, right? It, it is it is it's amazing. Wow. No, it is phenomenal. It is. I think there's still some at the distillery, um, but that's where you. That's only place you can get it. Well, as far apparently, as, as far as I know, there's a couple of or some slipped, Well, no, some slipped into distribution. I do not exactly know what stores, but some did slip into distribution. Uh, I think Specs and Total Wine is what I. Uh, little birdie told me, um, but for the most part, distillery only, I think there are some left. And so it is, it's worth picking up. It's worth experiencing. It is, it's just a fun product. Oh yeah. Yeah. This, this is absolutely amazing. Like animal would say, Gandhi, Gandhi. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Hell yeah. But yeah. So yeah. Thank wh- you. Which That's... is why the non, the whiskey guy brought you a non whiskey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which we absolutely appreciate because that is that's great. It kind of blows our minds just yeah. a little. Yeah, I I don't know what I was expecting, but it was not that. Mm-hmm. It's so unique. It's yes. so unique. Yeah. There's nothing I've never tasted anything like it. Um it's great on ice. It's great actually it's great in a martini. Um you can use it as a martini. You can use it interchangeable. My wife made bacon jam with some one time and it was fantastic. It it, it almost it almost kind of reminds me of that um is it Uso, um, mm-hmm. kind of that licorice um, drink, and I can't think you of You put the coffee in it and set it on yeah. fire, that one? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't a had bit. that one. That's no, okay. No, yeah, yeah. That's all right. So I can't compare. But, no. <laughs> but I, I just did, and probably nobody else out there can has either, so they can't hey, check me on that. I got you, boo. But as, <laughs> as y'all invited me onto the show to be a part of the Drinking Texas family, I wanted to share something, one of my favorites, and mm-hmm. this is... This is ridiculous. Yeah, we, we appreciate that. That is that you, is. You could have explained that to me, and I would have been oh okay. Yeah, but I don't think I would have believed it. You know, which is why it's better left just to show, mm-hmm. not tell. <laughs> nice. I appreciate that. Yeah, I'll, man, I love that. All right, 
But we are getting to that point in the show where you're you're going to have to start telling. Okay. Yeah, all right, all right, yeah. Fair. We we need to know. People need to know who is Jake Clemens. What? Where are you from? What's he doing? Yeah. How did you get? How did you get to be who you are today? Man, I don't know that we have enough time to go into all that. Uh, there's a lot Let, of let's go you know, highlights. I don't say highlights. <laughs> Uh, you know, I grew up in Dumas, Texas, small town north of Amarillo, uh, which school in Wichita Falls. It's from the State uh, University. It's from the Indian name Dumbass. Yep. Yep. Pretty much. No, uh, I, I actually know it. where Dumas. Yeah. I know where Dumas is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when to Midwestern State um, University there in Wichita Falls, and then moved to Austin back in 2011. Uh, I've done everything from media sales, worked at ad agencies, PR firms. Um, that's how I got into doing events. And then uh, 2017 at South By, I was having a, some beers with a guy, and we started talking whiskeys from Texas. And kind of the conversation came up, could we do a, an event um, based on just Texas whiskey? And I was like, well, I don't know. I didn't know enough about it. I just right. knew I liked whiskey, right? And so I came back and I was like, yeah, uh, but I wanted to do it on my own. I didn't want to do it for the company I worked for. I wanted to create it. And so it took me a little bit, uh, found some investment um, that September, quit my, I guess, my last job that I actually had and founded two companies with a couple of business partners, one being the festival and one an event planning company. And almost a year later to the conversation, to the original conversation, we held the first ever Texas Whiskey Festival in March, uh, March 31st of 2018. 2018. Where, where was that festival held? Bob Bullock History Museum. We had Ray Benson play. Now, we only had 11 distilleries, but hey, we could, sold it out, and it was amazing. Could you not find a fancier place? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was asked that once. Uh, I was also t- suggested that I should have more options besides whiskey. Oh, yeah, yeah. because, you know, Whiskey Festival... You, you kind probably, of in the name. I, yeah. I wish he had line dancing. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's been it's been brought up that I should consider that. Uh-huh. Well, I du- duly considered and then passed on. Well, you know, we'll see. <laughs> but no, making no promises on anything. No, no. So, so tell us, uh, you you have no. every, when is the whiskey festival this year? And so uh, how it, how do people get tickets? What's going on? Yeah, so uh, festival is April twentieth at Star Hill Ranch. And that is Saturday and Star Hill Ranch for y'all that are uh, don't know. You can Google it, but it is right outside of Austin in Bee Cave. Uh, you can get tickets at TXWhiskeyFest.com. Um, we have a few VIP tickets left. Not a lot. Uh, they always go quickest. And, yeah, we're going on our seventh year. I mean, you can expect uh, cigars, cocktails, food trucks, uh, live music and a ton of Texas whiskey. Nice, Chip. You haven't got our tickets yet, have you? No, not yet. Okay. We'll, we'll, get we'll, we'll figure that later. out. We'll, yeah. yeah, we'll figure that out. So, no uh, speaking of cigars, mm-hmm. um, you have your own cigars essentially out there. I do. Um, we launched them a couple of years ago with a um, called Tejas Iohana, and so, which basically means friends and family, and so. They're all named after your stereotypical family member. So we launched with Drunk Uncle. Uh, we followed it up with Crazy Aunt. <laughs> and this year we're going to introduce Daddy's Little Princess. <laughs> and so they're all barrel-aged cigars. So the Drunk Uncle is barrel-aged with Balcones Rye. 
barrels. Uh, the Crazy Ant is barrel-aged with Still Austin bourbon. And then uh, the Daddy's Little Princess, it's, it's a process. We're still in there. I'll let you know whenever I figure that part out. Um, but it'll be ready by the festival is what we're hoping. And so, but no, I mean, when you're asking who I am and how I got here, I literally just decided I liked whiskey and new events and decided I was going to do something, knew nothing about the industry. Uh, the first year that we did this, I didn't, I, it was March 31st is when the event was. So by January 31st, I hadn't signed a single distillery on board to, to do this, but I put tickets on sale. <laughs> um, my wife got home from work and she's like, so what'd you do to this? Well, I put tickets on sale. She's like, oh, great. You signed some distillers. I was like, nope, nope. She's like, okay, we got it. Like, we'll figure it out. I was like, yeah. Uh, Jesus, so Jesus, we've got Jesus the cart. Yeah. <laughs> and it worked out. Um, I hustled and we did it. And then a little luck involved as well. But yeah, we had 11 distilleries. And then year two, uh, we grew to 22 distilleries. So we doubled the number of distillers. We had to move venues, which is where we moved to Star Hill Ranch. Um, we, yeah, sold out the first venue. We couldn't fit anymore. Right. We just We were busting at the seams. And I come to find out the reason some of the distillers didn't sign on the first year is they absolutely thought I was crazy. <laughs> but no, and I was like, yeah, you're probably right. Probably I'm a little crazy. I love that All that right. doesn't stop them anymore. Well, no, I mean. Because now they know he's crazy. <laughs> This is true. I don't deny that at all. Uh, I'd have to be a little crazy to venture into doing this without knowing anything about the industry or knowing, other than knowing Advent, I didn't know anything about TABC rules and what I could do, what oh, I couldn't shit. do. Like, yeah. I knew nothing. And I learned really quickly on yep. the fly about TABC rules. And let me tell you, they're a bit. Yeah, they don't, they don't mess around. No. And they're complicated. And you can say bitch on here. We're, okay. We're, there's no FCC on. Okay. All right. Well. We're, they're Fort extremely ABC. complex Fort? and complicated yeah. uh, to deal with, especially doing an event involving spirits. And so, yeah, no. You yeah, got they, a relationship with a great liquor attorney uh, that understands liquor law. <laughs> Thank you, Kimberly Frost, uh, <laughs> MF and H. Uh, nice. But, yeah, no, she's been a lifesaver in helping me navigate some of this. Um, I actually got audited by TABC one time. Did you really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't find out about it until a distillery called and told me and said, hey, you know, TABC is reaching out to all of us about your event. I was like, no crap. I should call <laughs> TABC. <laughs> and I guess it really wasn't me getting audited. They were like, so what do you do with the funds? Where do the funds come from? And this. And I was like, well, no, I bring all the product in through distribution. We're following your three-tier rules, yada, yada, yada. And they were like, okay, we're good. Yeah. And I was like, all right. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Cool. But yeah, do you not? Well, the problem was, I was like, well, what about this event? And they're like, oh, can you tell me the name of that event and date? And I was like, no, I cannot. <laughs> I was like, I am not doing and throwing another event under the bus. Yeah, exactly. Like, just you're going to have to figure that out on your own. Uh, but no, it's been a it's been a wild ride, I will tell you. So so the funny thing is, we, we know this guy, Sean, he's with the uh, Austin Brewery Tours. He similar similar thing that you did. You sold tickets without having anybody signed up. He started Austin Brewery Tours without even having a brewery signed up. He just he bought a bus, sold tickets, and, and decided, oh, shit, people are actually signing up. I'll, I guess I'm doing this. And, yeah. 
Well, see, I I like his style, <laughs> and I'd already paid I'd already paid the deposit on the venue, so I had oh. the venue regardless. Yeah. So there was no backing out at this point. So it was yeah. I put tickets on sale, although it helped me uh, get distillers because this is before Facebook changed their algorithm right. and all that. So I created the Facebook event page, and within a week, might have been two weeks, I can't remember exactly. Organically, didn't do any paid advertising. It reached 1.5 million people. Holy shit. Like, wow. I couldn't, I can't, I didn't, it will not repeat that. I've tried. And even paying money, I can't get to that level. Right. But that was all organic that year one. They hadn't changed their algorithm, whatever it was. But it reached so many people that I used that as a sales tool to get distilleries on board. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah. And, you know, there's some that have been there every year to this day. Yeah. Still Austin, uh, Iron Root, uh, those guys. Yeah, I mean, and there's handful of other I, i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you something real quick i don't Uh-oh. need to tell you I'm, I'm just gonna um still austin when they had their white liquor did not like it and when they first came out with their products i thought this is gonna this is gonna suck because their white liquor was just not not up my alley and everything that they've put out is so damn good it is amazing yeah they do such a great job no, they do an amazing job. But what's funny is I ran across. I still had a bottle of their um, new make mm-hmm. that they that whenever they right. first were leaving the old in the old branding, it's a different mash bill. It's not the it's not the mash bill of the musician. It's a weeded mash bill. Yeah, that and that might be why why I didn't but like it because yeah, it's interesting. Uh, but I was like, oh, I never actually thought to look at that, and I just ran across this old bottle right. today, and I was like, oh, okay, all right, that makes there sense. There you go. That, yeah, that it absolutely does. So. Uh, Real quick, before we play another song, who's your least favorite distillery? To, I'm messing with you. I would, I would, <laughs> no, 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 but I would not ask that. <laughs> but but before we go to the next song, you did ask, and he hasn't answered. Oh, uh, uh, how do you how do you how do you find tickets? What, what, what oh do yeah, go for? yeah, yeah, yeah. No, sorry. I thought I did. I thought you said. Oh, well, you, you said get they were at almost whiskeyfest oh, okay. oh, but no, VIP is almost sold out. But yep. general admission, we got plenty of those. Um, if you're curious, like, so VIP gets you in an hour early, gets you a complimentary cigar, it gets you access to the free food until it runs out. Uh, and which means you also get access to special pours. Mm-hmm. General mission, you get in at an hour after them. You do not get a complimentary cigar. You still get tons of whiskey. There's food trucks. You still get live music. You can buy cigars. Uh, still a great value if you're talking about a day night out and things like that. It, it is a tremendous value, and I we've been uh, I think we've been VIP every time we we've gone so far. Um, yes, we we can say right now that if you're thinking about doing the VIP portion, do it. It's well worth it because the special pours you get you you get to meet the you get to meet the distillers right there they're they're right in front of you they describe it it's an experience it's fantastic it's well worth the additional money so absolutely do that because it, it's it's an experience you won't forget i would agree yeah except for mike <laughs> well my, if you mike get lost would, then it's, it's an experience you don't remember so there yeah. is that <laughs> awesome yeah so also a uh, quick question on your on your cigars yeah. can you buy them anywhere else so currently we are uh, they are available online, but we are out of the, we're batch one. Okay. So batch two is in the works. And once they're available, you'll be able, not only will you be able, you'll be able to buy them at the festival, but then you'll be able to buy them online and have them shipped to your house. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's nice. Oh yeah. So yeah, we're, we've, 
tried with a few retailers, and we'll probably end up in a few retailers, but it's not our primary goal. Our primary goal is, look, we want to sell them to you at the festival, and then we want to give you, let you buy them online and have them shipped to you uh, instead of having to go into your local shop. That, which makes perfect sense. Was fantastic. I mean, they're always they're small batch. It's not yeah. like we're doing enough that we can get into every cigar shop. Right. And so, if we put them in a cigar shop, yeah, we might get introduced to a few new people. But really, we want to save them for the people that want them. Abs- yeah, as you should. Absolutely, you should. And uh, I know one person that wants it that's going to want them, and that's going to be out there. He's been out there every year. Is Jimmy Pierce? He will not be there this year. What shot? Uh, no, it's the same year as uh, Two Step. Oh, oh shit! Lord. I know. I love Jimmy, and I, yeah. I would have worn his hat, but I can't wear it in headphones. So, right? Yeah. Uh, Which um, I I was gonna that was gonna lead us into a commercial for Jimmy real quick. Well, then we it's, should do that. It still is going to. Yeah, but Jimmy Pierce, Pierce, Pierce Designs uh, handmaking custom yeah. hats since. Hold on, 19- let me start. Let me start that over. Pierce Designs handmaking yeah. custom hats since 1998, and Jimmy himself a master hatter since 2004. As the official hat maker of Drink in Texas, we can tell you he can make almost any hat you can think of. Hey, check out a video of his traditional process on Instagram on That Englishman in Texas. It's pretty impressive stuff. Hey, Jimmy's going to have a booth at Barbecue Austin and Rodeo Austin. So stop by and see him if you're going to be there. And if you can't make it out, tell you what, contact him at, at jimmypiercedesigns.com. That's uh, online. That's his social medias. Hey, getting a hat from Jimmy is truly an experience you will never forget. That was Mike. No, it wasn't. <laughs> I mean, he did a great job describing. Uh, Easy for you to say. I can't say it. I can't, barely. <laughs> See, I, I thought that was Cary Grant, but okay. Either way. No, Jimmy, Jimmy you've, we actually, the last time we talked was over at his house yeah. at a whiskey tasting. Uh, he's going to have cigars here shortly. I don't know if we're supposed to say that, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, he's looking to. Uh, I know he's been looking into it. Yeah, yep. he said here very shortly he's going to have cigar. He's going to be a distributor. Yeah, he was working on that so he could sell them out of his shop too. Yeah. And so, which I think is great. And look, he does make. He makes beautiful hats. I have two. My wife has one. My business partners each have one. The guy that owns the venue at Star Hill has one. Like, no, no, no. I mean, like we. We wear his hats, and like I said, I n- normally wear it, yep. but it doesn't work with headphones. So, right. uh, you know. Yeah, j- Mike Mike has one. I have one. Amber has one. That's that's why he's the official hat maker of Drinking Texas. Not because we're advertising for it, because we actually enjoy. We don't. We only want people to advertise on our station that we know we like yeah. or that will pay us a lot of money. Yeah. And if you're out there and you want to pay us a lot of money, we will definitely. Like you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, money goes a long way. Yeah, absolutely. So let, let's play. Uh, let's play another song. I can't believe he's not gonna be there. I can I because it's two step. I know, no, no, no. It's a good deal for him. But yeah. yeah, no, it's. It'll be the first year since I've been at Star Hill that he won't be out there, other than the COVID year, which right. doesn't count. But um, right. no, it. Other than that, it's going to be sad that people aren't going to be able to walk away with a custom hat this year. But yeah, you know, uh, it. He's got to do what he's got to do, and I support that wholeheartedly. Absolutely. Absolutely, 100%. Uh, he will be at Rodeo Austin, Barbecue Austin. Go check his booth out. He's trying to have uh, musicians in his booth this year as well. Yeah, and I know he's got some uh, – he's partnering with Garrison Brothers too, if I'm not mistaken. Is Garrison Brothers? Okay. And so I think you're going to be able to get some pours of Garrison Brothers at his booth. Yeah, but terrible singers, those guys, <laughs> especially Dan. Holy crap. Cannot oh. carry a tune. <laughs> Look, I, you can't get it all right. Right. 
I mean, you can make some fantastic whiskey. I, I bet some of our singer friends don't know how to distill. Distill? That's I mean, act fair. And, that's I, act and fair. I guarantee you the distillers don't know how to sing. <laughs> Most of them. I, uh, I bet you're right. It's a fact. Yeah. <laughs> Scientifically proven. Yes, I, I'm sure you've been there. Yeah. <laughs> so you want to play another song real quick? Yeah, hey, song number two. So uh, another family member. The first one. First guest on the uh, Drinking Texas Radio Show to ever drink chip under the table. So he said that he was going to drink me under the table, was adamant about it, was, was talking to me, was like, you don't stand a chance. Like blah, threatening blah, blah. him for two yeah. weeks. I'm like, dude, we don't do that here. Yeah, we, we don't. We drink for fun. We don't drink for sport. Came on, had one beer. <laughs> the whole night. Yeah, he's like, no, I got to drive to Dallas. So my, my fiance at the time, now yeah. his wife. Uh, she's gonna be mad at me if I drink. I'm like, come on, dude! That's, you said that's you part of the talking. show, <laughs> and then he named his dog Chip. So, <laughs> so it it worked out. Yeah. I think that was part of the bet. That, that was you know, part of the bet. Yeah. If you if you lost to me, then you got to drink. So you got to name your dog Chip. Another brand new song, uh, Drew Fish Band. He actually released this last week of January. This one is called Blue Sky Goodbye. <laughs> That was Drew Fish with Blue Sky Goodbye, and this is the Drinking Texas Radio Show on KTAFradio.com. We are sitting here with Jake Clemens of the Texas Whiskey Festival and the, the Texas Whiskey Trail, which we haven't mentioned yet. So what What is that thing? So the Texas Whiskey Trail is a group. It's owned by the Texas Whiskey Association, which their whole idea behind joining, like starting that was to help make change through um, advocacy and transparency and labeling and advertising. Basically, they want to let consumers know what's made in Texas and what's not made in Texas, right? We have a lot of um, people sourcing and just slapping Texas on it and not doing any of the process here. Not that there's any issue with people sourcing whiskey. Right. Um, It's all about just being transparent. And so the trail is this group of distilleries that are at least making one grain to glass product that's available for purchase that you can go visit. And so I started the festival right as they were about to start the association. And then they started the, they actually launched the trail at the 2019 festival. And about a year ago, maybe slightly longer, uh, I got jumped on board with the, association and have been helping them run the trail through, you know, just day-to-day kind of operations or, you know, ideas and things like that. But I'm working with the board to on the trail. And so the board's still guiding everything and figuring out what they're doing. I'm just kind of trying to help them implement some things along the way. And so uh, I think my, technically I've been the director of the trail, but ultimately it's just me trying to like, I care about the industry enough that I want and the association, what they're trying to do that I wanted to be a part of it and help them do what they're doing. And so, uh, yeah. So, I mean, we helped launch the, I you know, helped develop, get the app developed, launch it and those kind of things. And we have some cool things going in the, uh, coming out, uh, in the future. I think right now there are 32 
distilleries on the trail that may be plus or minus one, depending on we had a couple that were going to join. I don't know if they have joined yet. So 32 plus or minus that are on the trail and they're spread throughout Texas. Uh, This is a visit at your leisure type thing. Texas is too big. Uh, We don't have booked tours where you can just, you know, jump on a bus. Right. I mean, First of all, that would be a long week. Uh, it'd be a great week, but it'd be a really long week. Uh, and I'm not saying we won't do something in small areas at some point, but right now it is a visit at your own leisure. Uh, you can check in. You can get points that you can use towards merch online. Um, but ultimately, it really is about a community that's invested in Texas whiskey and these people that want to support the distilleries and their local communities. I mean, because while they may travel across the state, they really are supporting, if you're in the DFW area, you're supporting your distilleries there by visiting them right. a lot. And if you're in Hill Country, San Antonio, Houston, vice versa, right, all those things. So that is really what it's about. It's, uh, it's creating a community that is supporting local. Sounds, sounds amazing. I love yeah. it. It's excellent mm-hmm. right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if excellent. you will. All right, yeah. so... Under un, you know, undercover darkness right here, uh, whiskey oh, yeah. number two got poured. So you want to go ahead and tell us what yeah. uh, this, so this one here is. Talk about a new one. So this is Wilson Valley Mercantile. This is their three-way bourbon. And um, honestly, it, it what I love about this is they are located just outside of Salado, if I'm getting if I'm correct there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Little River Academy. Yeah, Little yeah. River, yeah. Um, so... John Evans, the proprietor of this distillery, he's also a farmer, and he grows every grain that goes into his products. It is literally seed to sip. The entire process happens on his ranch uh, and farm, and it is just, that's so cool to me. Oh, like, yeah. I mean, you know. That really is. It, it, he's in control of every pro- I mean, he's like, I want to grow a grain. I'll just go grain, grow a grain. And I'm like, oh, well, that's pretty cool. Uh, so the first one we're going to try is called his three-way bourbon. It's the first bourbon he released. It's a year old, right? So let's you, keep in mind it's a year you, old. You can tell it's young, but it's still really, really good. Now, it is aged in small barrels, right? It's 100 proof. Um, but, man, this has got so much promise. Yeah, absolutely. So do you know what the do you know what the mash bill on, is on this? Yeah, so... 51% yellow dent corn, 34% red winter wheat, and 15% oats. Oats. I, I thought it was corn because uh, it, it's got corn's got a certain flavor to it. Mm-hmm. But it's, yeah, being being so young, it's really nice. I, nobody else really uses oats, though, so, do they? It's a very uncommon grain to use. Um I think they they used it a lot back in Ireland, back in the way way back when, right? Mm-hmm. Back uh, when Mike was just a kid. I mean, stop yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, medieval times, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, he he is the one that told uh, Eve, "Eat the apple, see what happens." Yeah. What's the worst? I like to have that kind of level of experience here. <laughs> uh, Lots of world knowledge there. Tons, absolutely tons. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I mean. The only thing that I find what I love about his so his venue is phenomenal. It's a really cool place. Um, 
it's got furniture that reminds me of, like I said, sitting in my grandmother's dining room table. It's got like those kind of dining room tables in there. It's just it, if you didn't grow up in Texas, you have no idea what that means, <laughs> right? And that's fine. No, uh, I know what, figure the, it, I know what but, you mean. But you will figure it out if you go. Um, but they do live music. Uh, they have great cocktails that they make with not only their uh, new make, they have a vodka as well that they do uh-huh. that makes great cocktails. But, yeah, he released another bourbon, too, and I haven't had it yet. Um, he's also got a cigar lounge in there. I was going to let you forget that. No, no, no. He's got a cigar lounge there. Well, and there's a kitchen, too. Yeah, you can get food there. And he uh, raises beef and what i mean by that is he raises cattle to slaughter for steaks and hamburger meat and you can buy boxes oh. of beef so last time i was there knowing exactly where he, where it grew up oh, yeah 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 oh, right there yeah amazing. so last time i was there i bought two bottles of bourbon and a box of beef that had ribeyes tenderloins sirloins hamburger meat roast like all of this stuff in there and i was like man i walked home with bourbon and beef this is what better trip yeah. could i make the, the only thing is I didn't do a cigar that day. And I was I, like, well, damn it. That would have been see, the only trifecta. Right? That would have been, yeah. I'll tell you what I did not get for Valentine's Day. That. Right. Wow. Yeah, bourbon and beef. <laughs> <laughs> well, why didn't Jerome come through? That's what I want to know. Anyway. <laughs> Here's to Jerome. Here's to Jerome. <laughs> but, I, you know, I really wanted to bring this with y'all to y'all just because he is such a young distillery and but but like you said with such potential it is uh-huh. and the more people we can have support him and go out and buy mm-hmm. his product the likelihood of him succeeding and maintaining is greater and so let's support him let's support local let's go out and wilson valley mercantile buy some whiskey uh, and go go out there because he's had some he's had some wonderful people play out there right i, I know uh Brandon Ryder's played out there. Yeah, uh, I think Holly Tucker's played out there. Uh, yep, yeah, well, she did. Um, Holly Tucker did play um, out there. One of our favorites, Nelly uh, Metcalf. Natalie Metcalf. Jake Whalen, I believe, is also played. He has. So Memphis, he, Memphis Key is played out there. Yeah, yeah. So, so check out. And he's his, got uh, uh, Max and Heather Stalling coming up. Oh, oh nice. I think that's his next show. I think that's, that's his I next show. show. So check out his calendar and, and uh, make sure you go go check out the place. the The music out there is wonderful. The cigar lounge, whiskey, the vodka, food, the food. Go check it out. And just all around good person. I mean, he is just truly a great individual to hang out with and. Like he's funny and he just like <laughs> uh, will give you grief and uh, drink along with you. This okay. is true. I love it. Absolutely love it. So we are at the second hour. Okay. Um, Bang, second hour. I, I, I did not explain this portion of it, of the show to you earlier. I probably should have. You may have left though. So <laughs> I'm good. Let's bring it. No, it, it's, it's easy. It's fun. It's one of the things that a lot of people really like about this show. We play a game called Who Did, Who did It Best? So we play the original song and a cover, typically the original and the cover song, and we decide who did it best. Mm-hmm. So there's no wrong answer unless you disagree with me. It, if you have uh, none of these are distillers that are going to be <laughs> yeah, so you're not going to piss good. too many people yeah. off. I yeah. pissed enough of them off, too, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so the first song is uh, Drinking in the Dark. No. Nope, it is not. He's not wearing his glasses. Drink it. Oh, dark. drink it dark whiskey. Drink tell the white lies. I, well, there you go. And it might surprise you on some of these people who were the originals. 
Is that right? Yeah, yeah. I believe so. All right. So Drink and dark whiskey. Telling white lies. This one's from 2003. Yeah, this is Gary Allen. I'm sure you've heard of him. I didn't know he did this song. I didn't know it either. Oh, I did. Do you, do you know who I thought he was the cover. No, no, this no, no, is the original. Oh, I thought he was the cover. Yeah. What, what year was this like? 2003. Illusions your tongue, but it never tells the truth. Drinking dog whiskey, telling white lies. All right, so that was that was Gary Allen. That was the original. Uh, the steel, steel drivers, steel yep. drivers. Steel drivers. Yeah. This is the Chris Stapleton. Yep. Yeah. This oh, is about God. five years later. Right. <sighs> you don't like him, do you? He's horrible. This is good. I can already tell. Drinking dog whiskey. This guy could sing the alphabet to me and I'd be like, hey. No, look, I, I, I'm a Chris Stapleton fan and I think he can sing anything, but I'm going to have to go Gary Allen. Really? See, I really thought uh, the Steel Drivers, uh, the, the music's just more interesting. They're a lot more strange. It's more of a bluegrass Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. that's, for me, dark whiskey isn't about bluegrass. So the music is part of a throw-off for me. Re- okay. All right, so you're, what? you're you're that you're that get down, get funky, and let's drink some dark. Well, look, if I'm if that's the mood of the song, which is what like the original version was, and I liked the tone of the music, and then all of a sudden you add the bluegrass in there. It doesn't seem like like it changes the tone of the what? song, and I'm not, and it's it's more. Let's go out and have a good time and party. Does. It's not about dark. It's not about sitting back and drinking dark whiskey. It, oh. yeah, well, it is about right. telling white lies. Well, uh, but it, it, yeah, it is. It's 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 brighter. You gotta you gotta call that music brighter. Yeah. So, so you're saying that's a gin song? I look. I'm not saying you can't <laughs> drink whiskey with it, but I'm just saying. I think the Gary Allen version talks speaks to dark whiskey and white lies better than. You know what? I, you, you sold me. Turns out nobody likes that Chris Stapleton. Yeah. No, he's I a mean, hack. Never won anything. <laughs> he's a hack. Boom, Gary Allen. There Winner. you go. Winner. All right. Number two. Well done, sir. Shit. <laughs> this is fun. All right. John Starling. John Starling. Uh, hey, Bluegrass Hall of Fame. Hey, John Starling. Here we are again tonight at our corner table And the girl behind the bar just in the lights The jukebox played an old country love song And I'm been gone, but her memory is the kind that tends to linger on. So, um, there is a theme tonight, by the way, in case you haven't figured that out yet. Yeah. 
That's like 45 years old, man. Yeah. So he. That's out of your wheelhouse. That is out of well, Yeah. My wife's here. She's 35 ish. That's what I remember. Yep. We definitely didn't have her, her birthday this year. <laughs> so uh, next one is Weldon Henson. He's a local. He's a local guy. Uh, okay. We used to. Vicky and I used to see him all the time. He, he still plays up at uh, Cotton Country Club yeah. all the time. Here we are again tonight at our corner table. Oh, see, I love your facial expressions. Look, the music with this draws you in. Plays it, like before he ever sang the note, you were drawn into what it is, and then he lets that deep and voice go and like country thing. Like to, you to me, that is far more moving mind. than the original version. But the original is in the whole. It doesn't make it ungreat that I find this more inviting. So, this is true. Yeah, so your facial expressions threw me off then. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, this is shit. Uh, no, it's no. the exact opposite. I like it. No, I I, I think the, the way he did the music, it just it drew you in before he ever sang the first note. Uh-huh. And then he did it. It became it made the song more intimate. I can see that. Gosh. So, plus, he, he adds a bit more twang to it. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's it's more, it's... Can we hear the original again? Yeah. Part, parts of it. You've tried to chase it all, but here it comes okay. again. Right. Look, and then now the, but look, now the second one, the... There's a better production value. I, I'm i with you. I like Weldon Henson's uh, version of that better. Um uh, and you got to remember, it's forty five years apart. Well, the original though, version is a phenomenal version. Don't yeah, get me wrong, yeah, yeah. and it deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, but just the way does it he, the way he did it. Yes, it does. <laughs> but the way he did it, it was just great. So I so, would go uh, with the re- I would uh, go with the cover. Oddly enough, this is the first time Jake has ever heard music. <laughs> oddly, <laughs> never done this before. So uh, this is whiskey on ice. By the legend. Oh, I'm not even going to tell you who this is. You'll you'll know who this is. Woke up this morning tasting Jim Bean. Holding the answer to some old boy's dream. Got a bad reputation. Guess I'm a liar. You got to love a man who's loyal to his dream. Can you really top him? Did Did you say, just say can you really top him? I, I don't. Know I don't think you can. You can yeah. but, but, I want to hear. I want to hear who tried. We're gonna try. Uh, we're, <laughs> uh, this is Confederate Railroad who almost. Uh, so this is about ten years later. Yes, yeah. because that uh, Bocephus was in the eighties. This was uh, from the nineties. Yeah, that, that's back when he was doing um, all my ratty friends that type. So here's a uh, Confederate Railroad. It's the same. It's the same. The music didn't really change. No. I woke up this morning. I was tasting Jim Beam. Holding answer to some old boy's That's dream. Got a bad Williams Jr. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All the way across Absolutely. the board. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Confederate Railroad is great. 
Um, and we we typically have a rule if we're going to pick somebody other than the original. It has they have to own it, right? They have to make it their own. They have to change it unless they're just so ridiculously good. And the original was stupid bad. You're talking about Ricochet again? Yeah. No, we love those guys. Anyway, um, but yeah, Bocephus. I mean, it's, you, like, it's hard. Confederate Railroad's good, but it's. Bocephus. Come on, a little more Bocephus. It's Hank Williams. So, so the great thing about Bocephus, whenever he covers a song, he changes the words. He always changes the lyrics. Who doesn't love that women on fire? Oh. That's just a that's a ridiculous song, man. You can't unless you. I don't even know how you change it up. I don't know how you make that your own. Yeah, I don't either. But I mean, he made it his own because his damn song. Well, yeah. All right, this one's Doug Psalm. Um, you know Doug Psalm. Beautiful Texas sunshine. Actually, I don't know the song. Oh, come on. Or if I if I how about this? If I know it, I don't recognize the name of the right. Band. He was he, he was with a uh, uh, what. Um, Oh shit! What was his band? Your mom? No. He's out of San Antonio. He was huge in the sixties and seventies, and then he uh, started the uh, Texas Tornadoes after that. Ah, uh, wow. But this is probably his biggest hit. His Recognize the song. I, I didn't recognize it either. Well, I recognize the song, but I wouldn't know the name or title. Oh. I didn't even recognize the song. Oh, Sir Douglas Quintet. local hit uh and then it was covered last year by a by an austin band who was big in the 90s uh, how it, what you let me ask this in a different manner what year did you graduate high school do you want to know how old i am how, i'm 40 you, years old are you really god damn all right just bullshit Mike. we need a better screening process <laughs> i know god dang you probably don't know sun vault um, they were a band in Texas in, the, in uh, Austin in the 80s, uh, early 90s time no. frame. So, yeah, you wouldn't know Sunvolt, but they, they were, were... they were. I know pretty, the name. They I were pretty, just don't know. I, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I couldn't recognize their they, music. They were, pretty, they were pretty big in uh, in Austin area. But they were a rock band, not a country band. Yeah, exactly. So okay. they, they ended up covering this, what did you say, last year? Last year. Yep. They, they did a whole album of Doug Sam songs. Oh, you smile 
This sounds like a 70s beach band. Yeah, it really does. But I don't hate it. I don't either. I'm just saying it sounds like a 70s yeah. I'm not sure that I can pick. I mean, you could go 1A1B or neither. I mean, I think they're both fine. Like, they, they neither are. one of them are like, just like, fine, stand fine, out to me. Fine means feelings inside not expressed. Okay. Jake. All right. So. Is that what it is? I, that's one of our friends says that shit. She's a counselor in high school, so. Oh. Yeah. I don't, I don't yeah. believe it. Oh. They're I both use, okay, then. I'll use the word okay. <laughs> that's what I do as well. <laughs> yeah, they're both crap. No, they're 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 good. Yeah, they're not, they are. Uh, there's they're, neither one of them are are amazing. Neither one of them are. I was gonna say I don't think we started with an amazing song to begin with. Yeah, I mean, it was a good song. It was a good it's song. Good, not great. Yeah. Yeah. So I, all right, there's no winner on that one. No winner. No winner. Well, I mean, y'all, y'all show y'all should pick a winner. I I'm going to go with the original. Yeah, why not? Who cares? Right. Nobody's because I was way too old to listen to any bands in the uh, '80s. So I I knew Sunvolt when they were here in Austin. Um, they that sounded like a like a nineteen seventies beach band out of California. It really did. It didn't so, sound like them. No. So I I'll go with Doug Song because they did not sound like Sunvolt. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll buy that. Yeah. All right. All right. Here last we go. one. Um, now, why in the world would we pick this one? Oh, we'll <laughs> we'll say afterwards. Okay. This is uh, you have you ever heard of this guy Jim Croce? Heard the name, couldn't tell you anything about music or you can tell us. I don't know. I'm joking. Okay. <laughs> you'll you'll recognize But it. I know the name. Yeah. Well I had just got out on the county prison doing ninety day for non support. So Jim Croce was kind of in a weird space. He he was sort of a folk singer uh, when nobody was doing folk music. So he kind of treaded between rock and pop, and got hugely successful. Oh yeah, he was a he was a massive success. Um, this guy was a country singer. Uh, I don't know. You may or may not know him, uh, Jerry Reed. Do you know who Jerry Reed is? Yes. <laughs> All right. Wait. Did Good. he just ask if he knows who the Snowman is? I was saying. Hey, I mean, he didn't know who Croce was. I said I heard the name. I couldn't name the song, but I know who Jerry Reed is. When you're hot, you're hot. When and you're not, you're not. Second off, yeah. Jim Croce was not the snowman. You're damn right. And look, who doesn't like some smoking in the bandits? Shit. Well, you were 40. I didn't know if you even knew. You were like on three, smoking man at 12. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I know my <laughs> shit. Here we go. Here's, here's uh, Jerry Reed. Also one of the greatest guitars 
country guitar small time. Just got out from the county prison doing 90 days for non-support. Tried to find me an executive position, but no matter how smooth I talk, they wouldn't listen to the fact that I was a genius. The man said, we got all that we can use. Now I've got them steadily depressing In some air condition, office in a swivel chair. Talking me some trash to the secretaries. Saying, hey, honey, come on over here. Instead, I'm stuck here rubbing these fenders with a rag and walking home in soggy old shoes. With them steadily depressing, going down my nerves and working at the car. You know, they're both telling the same story, but one of them's happen- happening in L.A. And one of them's happening in Arkansas. Oh, yeah. No, Look, I'm going to tell you, I'm biased. I like Jerry Reed. I'm going with the Jerry Reed version. I just, I find it fun. And I enjoy, like, I kind of tuned out during the Jim Croce one because I was like, okay, it was just kind of this mel- very melodic and kind of thing. Whereas Jerry Reed's version was very much like, yeah, you're like, you can't tune in yeah. out. Like, you're just like, and you want to sing along. That's it. it. It's because, just, yeah. yeah, it's fun. It's, yeah. So it's, it's I would happening. vote for the Jerry Reed, and that I'm biased, though. Mm-hmm. Well, you know. Tell, I, that, I, that's your favorite Croce I'm song. A, I'm, a, I'm a Croce, man. I know you From are. way back. And that is my favorite Croce. How did you know that was my favorite Croce song? So, so you know, we actually sang that, the three of us, with Stoney LaRue on Stoney LaRue's bus. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, we won't tell you how we got on there. Well, that's, uh, after. Oh, I know, Stoney. I don't even, you don't even have to tell me. <laughs> you can tell that story later. But we did get on the bus. But the thing is that, that Stoney does, he covers a, some Croce songs. And does a great job. And yeah. The thing is, he's a huge Croce fan. And, and me too. Hashtag me too. Um, <laughs> dude, so, nobody touched that's, you. That's pound, that's pound, by the way. That's pound. Pound me too. And uh, so I got I got on. You know, uh, that's the greatest part about that whole movement was that the his hashtag is pound. So pa- the whole yeah. time they're saying pound, pound me, too. me too. Gosh, that's yeah. Uh, you that's, can use that as a festival if you need it. <laughs> I, I think just, I'll pass. I'm just, I'm just saying, but it, that's the greatest part about that whole movement was, I mean, you know, that, that was horrible, the whole thing. But the fact that they were saying pound me too was uh, just amazing. We got off top, on top. Of <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 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 so it was, it was, it was a, it was a prearranged meeting. We were supposed to meet Stoney that night at the show, and the weather w- was one thing, and then the the whole concert lineup was a whole other thing, and then also uh, the security left, and then the photographer says, "Hey, we can get you in." So, we end up on on Stoney's bus, and he's like, "Who are you guys?" And Jim's like, "We're drinking Texas." He's like, "Great, you want to drink something?" Yeah. So he he. Made us Jaeger bombs. Jaeger bombs. Lots and lots of Jaeger bombs. <laughs> oh, like, God. all right, well, let's do this. And so uh, you know, we, we're just kind of we're standing around in his kitchen, just kind of just shooting the shit, you know, drinking and, and talking about this and talking about that. And so finally I just looked at him and I go, hey, what's your favorite Jim Croce song? And his eyes got big. He goes, oh, what's yours? I go, well. If I'm by myself, it's Lover's Cross. If I'm in a crowd, it's Car Wash Blues. He's like... Yeah, yeah. And then he turns around, and one of the guys in his band is playing video games on the big screen. He pushes him over. He just pushes him over. He goes, I need the TV. It's just like click, click, click. And boo, he brought up a video of that song, and that was it. We were in concert from that point. 
The, oh, yeah. That's a great Stony story. Uh, now, I, so I've met Stony a handful of times. So my uh, one of my business partners was a touring musician for years. Um, played with Pat Green and Corey, and so Corey's a good friend of mine. And uh, so when we do, so outside of the whiskey things, we also put on concerts and events and things like that. And right. So, he calls a lot of those guys to come play. And so we did a concert, and it was uh, Stoney, uh, Wade, and Randy all playing, doing a song swap. That sounds horrible. Oh, yeah. it was. I mean, <laughs> oh, with a house band. That could never happen. Best here. musicians oh, in Austin. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was a terrible experience. Yeah. But, we, but somebody had to do it from backstage. I mean, right. all that stuff, right? Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, same kind of concept. Stoney was like, yeah, it would just. <laughs> I, I've had I've had a couple of experiences with Stoney. Every one of them. Both of them fantastic. Oh, yeah. Um, met him in Oklahoma City on uh, Whiskey Myers bus. Oh, yeah. Just okay. salt of the earth. Cool. Hell of a nice guy. That's, that's how, yeah, that's how um, the Belton thing happened. Okay. He was like, I was like, hey, dude, if I could get you a drink in Texas hat, would you wear it? He goes, yeah, get it to me. So I did. Yeah. And also, uh, um, Corey. Yeah. <laughs> we, yeah. I love your Corey so, story. So we, we met. Vicky and I met Corey at a, uh, it was a political rally in, uh, his dad's best friend is John Carter, John Carter, who's a politician out of, out of this area. And so Corey would play the John Carter rally every year at Long Branch. Well, it was X amount of dollars, open bar food. We show up, it was raining. So he had to play inside him and his guitar player and, uh, John Carroll. Yeah. John. Mm-hmm. And uh, everybody else was there for the politics. Me and Vicky were there for, for the Corey and John, <laughs> and so we're we're drinking we're drinking beers. And he was they were playing they they literally turned to us and started playing a private concert essentially for us. Yeah. And after the show, and I sounds texted, like Corey. Yeah. I, I, after the show, he called me and no, said, "Oh, bullshit. you should have been there." Bullshit. I texted Mike. I said, "You got to get your ass up here. This is ridiculous." He goes, "I'm busy." He said it. He said it. He said it to the wrong number. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, uh, he wow. goes. He goes. No, no I'm busy. Corey is but, one of the nicest musicians. Absolutely. I, so I mean, I've been in a couple of uh, ventures with Corey, and uh, I remember on my birthday one year, I was on my way to eat and uh, get a phone call, and it's coming up through the Bluetooth or whatever. And I answer it, and I was like, "Hey, man!" And it's him and his kids singing "Happy Birthday," oh. and it was just so cool and such a great. I mean, to this day, he's such a such a wonderful well, human. It's being. because you saved his life in that Mexican bar fight way back in <laughs> uh, in ninety uh, five, which we can't go into because the statute of limitations right. is still not passed. But <laughs> but you know that's. Well, you know, <laughs> uh, stuff happens. Yeah. And, we don't uh, talk about those things. You can't. You can't. Because but we are <laughs> going to talk about whiskey. Let's do it. So this so is, what is this one? So this is the fifth Texas Whiskey Festival blend. So I kind of mentioned earlier I got to be part of the creating the first ever blend of Texas whiskey. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it was called the Texas Whiskey Festival blend. We didn't put a number on it. We didn't do anything. And... So we've been doing it every year since, and we usually release it at the festival. It will not; the sixth one will not be released at the festival. What? I'm going to save it till the fall. Uh, okay. It's a different thing, but we have. It's always three distilleries. I have not repeated the distilleries yet. Uh, so this in the fifth one, it is fifty percent Modest and Sons single malt, 
30% acre distilling single malt. I'm in. Mm-hmm. I'm already in. And 20% Gulf Coast rye. So we have two single malts and a rye. And that's that's the one I haven't had, the Gulf Coast. Yeah, I, I have not had the Gulf Coast either. Love Modisset and Sons when uh, they moved from uh, – Dripping to Pflugerville. I think they moved back to Dripping. Well, right? no, they were in no, Maynard. Uh, they're in Maynard. Maynard. They moved Maynard. to Fredericksburg. Yeah. 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 And uh, so, no, Ben and Tom are great. Um, I did a collaboration with them called the Tom Roy. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. is their single malt finished in Andalusia brandy barrels. Yeah, it's over there. Uh, that is also one of my favorite yes. things. Um, this is actually still available. You can buy this and the Tom Roy uh, online and have it shipped to you. Nice. So yeah. you can find it on our website, and there's links on TXWhiskeyFest.com. Go to projects, and you can find it. Whenever I pass through Fort Worth, I I try, try. If if there's any time at all, I stop by Acre. Love them. So have you got to meet BJ yet? BJ Flowers, their distiller? Uh, yes, but in passing. Uh, I haven't got a chance to sit down and talk with him. Got it. Yeah, no, he's a yeah. super nice guy. I love that crew too. Tom, the uh, owner. Oh, he he told me I stopped by there and um, I, I went by and then and then had to go back. Actually, I sat in the parking lot for two hours until they opened, and then walked in and said, "Hey, is Tom here?" And uh, they said, "Yeah." He goes, "Wait, Tony." Sorry. Yeah, whatever, Tony. Yeah. Yes, yeah, you're right. Whatever. You right. Could, God damn, I'm you, confused. You, you called Sorry. me out. You called me. Well, out. I confused. I think I said Tom first, did. and I did. And uh, but, yeah, uh, so I confused you. Yeah, he he it's said not my fault. He said, "Why why are you sitting in the parking lot? Come knock on the door." I said, "Well, I'm nobody." He goes, "Bullshit, come in. I know you. We talked. Let's." And he we're we're supposed to at some point go and do a. You got to come with us, by the way. Okay, let's let's go do a show up there. Oh yeah, yeah. he wants us to do a I show do. there on his. Property. Yeah, you got to come with us. Let's do this. Okay, I'm down. It'll be fun. I can make introductions if you need them. No, we, I mean, I'm, oh, you already got those. God, he's going to introduce him as I know, Tom. I know though. Fred. Uh, hey, you know Fred. Well, you know, look, Jesus. it's good to know Fred. No, they have an amazing facility. Um, their tasting room is absolutely gorgeous. Yes, uh, it is, and you know. Fort Worth has got a lot of great attractions, like from a whiskey perspective. So you have Acre, which is, you know, right there in downtown, but not too far at the old ranch-style bean factory. You have Silver Star. Uh, Oh, yeah. Also in downtown, you have Blackland, which, my God, those guys are doing some incredible things. So, first of all, there still is this highly uh, advanced thing called an eye still. So it produces extremely clean spirits. But then they're using um, triticel, so it's a uh, wheat rye hybrid along in their both their rye and their bourbon. So it's uh, bourbon and triticel, and it is a, such a great flavor. Uh, they actually released their first grain to glass whiskey earlier this year. I think it was maybe it was the end of last year. Mm-hmm. It was last year. Sorry, we're in twenty twenty four, not twenty twenty three. It was last year sometime. Uh, that they released it, and it's fantastic. So Fort Worth has got a lot of great. And then if you want to make the trip to Denison, you're not going to be disappointed with going to Iron Root, but it is a haul from there. Um, You know, you want to make your way to Forney, you can go to Lone Elm. uh, And I'm not even hitting all of them in the area. But, but, yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, Bent Distillery is right up there. Oh, God, Bent. Oh, man, they're in uh, Louisville. Yeah, yeah. So I talked to Natasha uh, 
on a regular basis because she's on the board of the association and through the trail and uh, talk about an amazing group of people and what they've done. Uh, their unbent series, which are the individual components oh. that go into their blend. Uh, and I know y'all have some here. Yeah. They are just, they did such an uh, amazing job with them. I, I tell you what, it, you tell me yours and I'm putting you on the spot Yeah, yeah. for the, for the money bent number five. It's a blend of five different, five different, uh, styles, styles that they do it's right more there. Than, yeah. Uh, yeah. It, no, it's five. It's yeah, five, five. Yeah. Um, yeah, Tom. But yeah. <laughs> my now name is going to be Tom. Yeah. I know it. This is what's going to happen. Damn it! No, it's all right. But uh, but their bit number five for the for the money is probably in our in my opinion. I'll speak for actually. I want to speak for my our opinion. Probably the best thing from Texas you can buy. Well, tell me something different. So what I'm going to tell you is exactly from Natasha. Is if you are new into whiskey and you're not exactly sure what you like, mm-hmm. the blend is the exact way to go. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, I'm just I talking. Want, I'm just right, talking no, no, for no. the price. No, no, no. But I'm just saying, even for the price. But it doesn't matter. Even as cheap as the price conscious that it is, or the value that it is, I walk into her distillery. She's never going to pour me the blend, right? Because it's not. She's like you're. It's like you're not going to enjoy it. Like it's going to be sweet. It's going to be this. Well, yeah, you're you're slightly different than no. But I'm just yeah. saying, if you are if you are if you are a if you already know the bourbons you like and you're really into bourbon, start with their unbent. Right. But the, what I love about their blend in the bent five is that if you are unsure or you want to have something for people that are like getting into whiskey, yes. it's an amazing thing. Not everything has to be cast strength or this. It can be blend. It can be a little sweeter. And it's a great way to introduce people to what Texas whiskey is and what it can be. I wholeheartedly support the the product and I think it's an amazing product. Again, I don't drink it. No, I I didn't say I, I know. But I'm just no, saying, no, no, but I'm just telling for, you that's for the, yeah. For if do you do you have something better for the price? No. Yeah. Not not for that, what it's not for what it's trying to do. Right. No. Yeah, it, it's I mean it, it hits for for the new whiskey drinker. I gave that I've got a buddy up in, in uh Flower Mount area. He drinks Crown. Mm-hmm. All he drinks. I took him that bit number five. He killed that thing in a week. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, it's and the and the longer the older the bent blend yes. gets, the better it's getting. Oh yeah. The last batch that they did versus the original batch. The original batch was good. The last batch was way is like just night and day better. I mean Right. And we're so now, I, this is not a brag. This is just Mike. Mike and my taste buds have changed because now we're in castrate, which I'm. Yeah. yeah, you're you're the same. You you go back and you try some of the stuff that you used to drink. It's not going to taste the same because it's going to be sweeter. It's going to be milder. It's it's not going to hit the flavor profiles yeah. that you necessarily are used. That you're to looking for. Yeah. Well, no, and I mean, I think that's we all have to remember that we all started somewhere, right? I mean, I my starter whiskey was TX. The blended which with, is, the, which which is, is new, with neutral grain spirit and all that. Yeah. And I will tell you, maybe what set me on this journey about Texas whiskey was it killed me when I learned it was made in Kentucky and then had vodka in it. Uh, <laughs> Wait, what? Like, oh, the TX blend? It's got vodka? It's, yeah. it's, uh, it's got neutral it's grain spirits. Neutral grain spirits, which is basically vodka. I did. Oh, okay. There you so, go. Uh, but it almost killed me. But that's what I got. That's how I got started into whiskey. It's like, oh, it's the first thing that didn't want to make me throw up. Yeah. From a whiskey perspective, and 
uh, but I had to have a lot of ice in it. And then I got to where I had no ice in it. And then I got to where, yeah, it was just too sweet. And then yep. I started drinking other things. And then I never could look back. And I still, and I, it's still too sweet for me. Um, but yeah, I mean, our palates change. Yeah. I used to, you know, and when it comes to like looking at scotch and things like peated scotches and there's some people that just immediately fall in love with it. And it's their, like the moment they have it, they think it's heaven. And I was not one of those people. Uh, <laughs> I'm still not a huge lover of Pete. Yeah. But at the same time, no, I Pete's can, an asshole. but I can appreciate it. Uh, not him, but the, yeah. but the, uh, right. but the flavor right. piece. Yeah, okay. Well, see, yeah, 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 see yeah, yeah. I, I came at it at it differently. I was, I was a beer drinker my whole life, and that was fine. And then uh, the uh, the annual uh, Christmas cookie party that we throw now, um, some uh, another couple used to throw it, and so we went to that one. And um, Mike had to murder them and then take it over himself. <laughs> I didn't, uh, uh, but um, uh, the, the the host brought out uh, a Macallan sixteen. So he's like, well, okay, I'll try it. So that was really my first whiskey was, I mean, that's a, that's a odd place to start. And so I liked it, but I wasn't in love with it. And then when I discovered bourbons like a year later, okay, this I can do. So I got, I got kind of a running start. Well, so I went from the TX into scotch and good Lord. That's, I know that's, weird. Uh, I know. Right. Like it's, and Famous Grouse was my go-to on a daily basis because I could get a bottle for twenty bucks or whatever. Right. So, uh, but like Dalmore Depot, but like <laughs> Dalmore Twelve was my favorite single malt. Dalmore as a line is still my favorite scotches. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I discovered bourbon. Actually, I discovered Texas bourbon, and I started drinking Texas bourbon before I started drinking Kentucky bourbon. And which really? has been an yes, it's been an interesting journey for me because I truly believe Texas bourbons are a lot more bolder. It's a lot. It's basically the Kentucky flavors, but amplified, right? Right. And so, for me, then once I went into a Kentucky you, bourbon, anybody listening from Kentucky just had a heart attack. Well, it's all right. <laughs> but, 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 but it's true. true. But you're absolutely true, though. So then, when I went to a Kentucky bourbon, I was like, "Well, this just didn't have the flavors that I want," and. It's not that they weren't there. It's just that for what I was used to with Texas and the, the I, I hate using the word rapid aging, but the yes, but but it is, but, but with it the is. climate and the the way it interacts with the oak so quickly because of our heat, we extract so much more of those oak flavors and those barrel flavors quicker, and so we can have a younger whiskey that is this bold and robust, but yet you know nice whiskey. And then they were like, "Oh, this is a ten-year-old Kentucky bourbon," and I was like. And it's at 80 proof, and I'm like, and well, yeah. the lowest proof whiskey in Texas I'd tasted at that point was 90. And I was like, so yeah. it's watered down, and it doesn't have all the flavor. I just, no, so, so I fell in love. You're with, not I wrong. fell in love with the flavor of Texas whiskey from that. And I still, and I've, I look, I went to Kentucky with uh, the licorices from Iron Root, the Balcones crew, Brandon Choate um, from the association, and the 1845 guys for the American Whiskey Awards, uh, Magazine Awards, where Texas won some stuff. And we had a great experience at Peerless. I mean, those guys rolled out the red carpet and phenomenal experience getting to do what they did. I mean, I got to bring a nine-year-old nine uh, rye barrel sample home with me. I mean, amazing experience. It's still not Texas. 
Yeah, right. So, 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 we, so but real quick. Go ahead. So, for whiskey experience, he's one and two, and we're like three and four. Yeah, still, okay. still, All yeah, right, or possibly five. Maybe. But um, we we've Mike and I have always said, and not always, but recently have said, um, Texas whiskey's at a two years, like a like a Kentucky five year. So you go with three, four, it's like a, or five, it's like a 10. And, and then it just, I mean, it, it amplifies after that. It, it's the, even though it is a young, in parentheses, whiskey, according to Kentucky slash Tennessee, it's not because of the, like you said, the rapid aging that we have here. And the people that are, that are making these whiskeys, that are distilling this whiskeys know what they're doing and they're doing such a great job that it's, you know, you can't people in now people in Kentucky will argue with it, but the people around here well, really can't. Okay. Well, I mean, let's take this, put this in perspective, right? Kentucky whiskey industry has been around for 200 years. Yeah. Oh, more than that. Uh, We've been around. Balcones just celebrated their fifteenth anniversary. Yep, yep. Which means Garrison Brothers is you know right around there as well. And so, hey, guess what? We've done a lot in fifteen years on figuring out how to distill and age things in our climate, which nobody had done this because it doesn't get hot. It does. I mean, or it gets hot. It doesn't get cold, right? Right. And so, what these guys have been able to do. In the last 15 years, and the leaps and bounds they've made from a product quality has been amazing. And I will tell you, it's because of the community. These guys talk to each other. Um, They share insights. They do things. These guys are friends outside of the distilleries. And it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't always that way. I remember a point whenever they weren't talking to each other. But what they are. And... You know, look, talking about going, I mean, this is going back to the festival and something that we're adding this year, and I didn't mention it, but... Line dancing. uh, Better than line dancing, (laughs) but um, still up for consideration, but... um, I had to, I apologize. No, I know, I agree, and I think it's funny, but... uh, The uh, He'll the laugh by, later. The joke behind that is somebody suggested that I do that. Uh, Anyways, um, we're going to actually add it. We have two, we're going to have two whiskey panels. Um, one is going to kind of basically be the origins and present and future of what Texas whiskey is with Dan Garrison, Jared, uh, Hempstead, Robert Licorice. Uh, and I'm waiting on confirmation on a couple of the other, um, panelists. And then the second one is going to be women in whiskey. And we have oh. an amazing panel lined up. Um, uh, tell, tell me you have Heather. Nope, we have Marsha Milam. Oh, either, uh, I mean, just as good. So it's Marsha Licorice, Marsha Milam, Natasha DeHart from Bent, uh, Sam from Garrison Brothers. I am drawing uh, Kimberly Frost from MF and H, and there's six of them. So I know I left. Who did I leave out? Uh, well, there's that one from Still, right? No, no. we don't have Nancy, Nancy. on there. Um. Well, anyways, uh, we'll you, be announcing it. Well, but just yeah, chip, but, but chip will be your sixth girl if you need uh, one. Uh, no, uh, no, we got it. We got it. Yeah, but, because uh, th- those those people. Don't but I guess more. it goes. Back, but I guess me telling you with the panels is that like, so what we're going to do is the first one is about the origins and kind of where it started and where we're at now and then where it's going. Right. That's kind of the 
with talking, sitting down with Dan and Jared, who were some oh, of the original, yeah. like, you know, and then throwing in Robert uh, at Iron Root, who came in, like, you know, second wave of kind of things, right? You're going to get to hear some interesting things and the struggles that they had in starting what these distillers were in a state and what they learned and the things that they didn't figure out in the beginning. And <laughs> that, that so is, we've come a yeah. long way in 15 years yes. to create the quality of whiskey that we have compared to the rest of the world. Right. I mean, yeah. it's amazing. It, it's absolutely amazing. And I, I would put the people that you have on that board, I would put their whiskeys up against pretty much anyone. Did you break it? Except, uh, no. Except for the three boys. Yeah. Except for those three boys, yeah. I would I would put them up against damn near anybody of in course. the world. I would too. Yeah. Oh. Uh, uh, distilling uh the products that they're putting out. Because and and people in people in Tennessee and Kentucky would argue with me all day long. And I I think the proof is in the pudding. I mean, you, you try it and if you argue with me or you or Mike Mm-hmm. I'll just whoop your ass. But that's a different story. He I'll does bring that. out more whiskey and prove it, you wrong. He does that, yeah. yeah but much. we should try okay. another whiskey. So yes, it's uh, whiskey number so four. this is a part of my Tejas collaboration series, which I do with different distilleries across the uh, state. And this is from Shire Distilling, which is now based in Houston. Right. Uh, they're... Tasting room should be open, hopefully, fingers crossed, soon, because they just made a move from Brookshire to uh, right down the road from Gulf Coast. Okay. Or Giant Texas Distilling. And oh, okay. So they're right down the road from them. And like I said, they trying with the move and trying to get everything set up, their tasting room is taking a little bit longer, but hopefully it should be open here soon. Uh, so this release is only available at the distillery. Now, I've been excited to share this with... Uh, with y'all. So they haven't released a rye whiskey yet, but this is a rye whiskey that's been finished in a heavy dunder Jamaican style rum barrel that I got from high rum back when it was high rum. Uh, it's now Island getaway rum. Is it um, really? Yeah. yeah. High oh. rum is now Island getaway rum. Uh, but I mean, all right. So I'm just going to read this to you and I'll let you take it for what it is. The 30-month-old rye uh, whiskey partied like it was spring break in Panama for three months, spending night and day in a used 30-gallon French oak cask that aged a Jamaican-style heavy dunder rum for three years. This harmonious union created a slew of tropical fruit aromas with some earthy mint sweetness, a taste of black pepper, ripe tropical fruits, and caramel with a lingering spicy fruit finish. Like screaming at an all-night rave, they declare, we are Tejas. Holy shit, that's good. That is, uh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'm getting plum. Is there plum in You're there? You're an idiot. There can be. Yeah, yeah no. I mean, be, people's taste palettes are different, but you're an idiot. Yeah. You said dark fruit. We had uh, And white lies. Yep. Mm, you know, close enough. For so so uh, for those, those of you who are paying attention and didn't high... High Rum was H-Y-E, mm-hmm. which is right down the street from Garrison Brothers. In was. I, was. Did they, where did they move? They're in Pond Spring Road out of Dripping Springs now. Are they really? Yeah. Okay. And it's now called High, Island, uh, Island, Island yeah. Getaway Rum. So, um, yeah, I, I've bought some of the High Rum for friends of ours for, for the birthdays, for Christmas. Um, great stuff. I'm sure it's still is just as good, if not oh, better. Yeah. But it, it's a uh, yeah, it's fantastic, absolutely wonderful. 
So, yeah, this was one of those really funky barrels that the distiller James had done um, that just kind of, yeah, he, they didn't really know what they were going to do with it. It was just this really funky rum. It wasn't yeah. part of their core lineup. And a friend of mine worked there at the time, and she was God, like, good. Yeah. She was like, she was telling me about this barrel, and I was like, Gee, are y'all going to dump that soon? And she was like, I think so. I was like, will you let me know? I was literally in Finland. I was in the Arctic Circle. I get he's a, not real good with Waze or Google Maps. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. I'm not. But I get an, <laughs> I get a uh, I get an email saying, "Hey, do you want this barrel?" You're like, "Yeah." I was like, "Yep." And whatever the time difference was, so it was probably for her at like one o'clock in the morning or whatever it was. But I was like, "Yes, I want that barrel." Uh, so I called Tim and George at Shire, and I was like, "Look." I got this barrel. I want to work with y'all on this because I like y'all and I like your product. It's like, I was like, well, I think I might have something that you, you might like. We haven't released. So I was like, well, yes, please. I'll be there next. How about this? I show up next week and we taste this stuff. And he was like, sounds like a plan. So I show up and I was really thinking bourbon because that's all they'd released. And then he really in- introduced me to their rye. And I was like, oh, okay. You sold me. Yeah. I'm good. Like, you like, son of a this. bitch. I love you to death. And here's is what we had. So we literally, this 30-gallon barrel. So we have less than 200. We have less than 300 to 375s of this. Uh, it's, it will, it's available now. You can buy it online. You said it wasn't. Well, it's available to buy online and pick up their tasting room, but their okay. tasting room just didn't open. So oh, you can so. really. So you could buy it, but so you'll it is, never but get it. it. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of luckily he's leaving that one here, so good on us. (laughs) He's Mm. not. (laughs) I was going to leave something here, but it wasn't that one. (laughs) Not that one. Because let's be clear, this is the only bottle I have of it. Yeah. (laughs) He was going to leave a dump in the toilet, but I mean, I wasn't going to be rude. (laughs) Well, it's that toilet down there, not this this one one here. Yeah, this one's only for number one. Oh, I never would have done that to (laughs) y'all. Oh my gosh, we we have had a, a, a guest come in hot off the road. We, we don't need to be. I mean, not to. Mm-hmm. He just walked right in there. Come on, Mac, Brianna, Macastia, oh. um, <laughs> and just he comes back out. We're like, really? Goes, yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Got to do what you got to do. I thought there's one down the hall. <laughs> God dang. But this is closer. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah, yeah but that's, <laughs> that's the chin bathroom yeah. down the hall. So I didn't want to miss I didn't want to miss the show. We'd we'd have been fine, man. <laughs> yeah, you're like, we're good. We can survive. Like, yeah. We can do this without but you. Th- this is we could really yeah, amazing. On. Seriously? Absolutely amazing. All so right, this what is, is it? Is uh, it dates? Is it raisins? There's something in there. Uh by the way, it is 122 proof. By the way, no. I gotta tell you that. Yeah. I mean we All right, no. We no, don't no, care, no. but I mean, we care, but we don't care. No, it's not hot at all. No, no. that is so smooth that rum and delicious. Really cuts oh. some of that spice and that flavor. Because, it's just amazing. Oh my god! If you heard that that sort of mumbling, is it's Vicky's got a microphone over there in the amber seat, but she didn't use it. Yeah. So she was well, doing we, her. She was doing her Paris Hilton. That, that, that's hot. That's hot. Oh, she said it's, it's not, not hot. Real. I couldn't tell because she wasn't in the microphone. Yeah. So, so I'm, I'm going to tell a quick story about Shire. Um, we saw them two years ago with the. Is this about the cinnamon? Did I already say that? Yes, yeah, so we already yeah. talked about. Never the mind the sh- shit. But the Shire folks are really good folks. They're absolutely uh, they're wonderful people. No, and they're and 
Look, they're a young distillery. They're really kind of getting going. And with their move, they're going to need all the support they can get to visit their tasting room there in Houston. Um, so once it's open, I would check their, you know, check their website, check their store hours. But it is they are making some great whiskey and give them more time. And it's oh. going to be amazing whiskey. It's good. We got five minutes left. We got five minutes left. I can do five questions real fast if he'll answer them like rapid fire. Yeah. I'll do my best. I'm. I'm a. I like. He's a talker. Talk. I'm a talker. Uh, all right, but this first one's gonna suck. What's your okay. favorite whiskey? Nope. Don't do it. Do it. Do it. Do my it. favorite whiskey depends on the do, time I am. Hold on. Uh-huh. Hold on. Let me, may no, I, no, may no, I ask no. You, may I understand I this, this for you. Mm-hmm. The one in his glass. <laughs> well, there's that. No, I understand this. It's it's it's. it's How about this? I'm what's gonna the first say, one that popped in your head? I'm gonna lean. I lean towards bourbon. And more than I do single malt, and I'm not going to give you any more than that. I'm done. I'll buy well that. Bourbon counts. All right. Uh, who's your favorite baseball player? Nolan Ryan. Nice. Uh, what movie do you watch over and over and over? Top Gun Maverick. The nah, new one? Yeah. yeah. It's not, oh, a bad, okay. just not a bad call right it's there. It's fucking amazing. For me, it's, it's Dodgeball. That and Avengers. Wait, which Avengers? The first one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you but mostly Top Gun Maverick. I watch it all the time. He all is right. 20. <laughs> That's true. I forgot. Look, I, I remember the original, is. and the new one's better. Uh, oh. Dude, I own the original, and the new one's still better. The new one is better. Okay. No, when, he says, he own, when the... he says he owns the original, I mean, he means he owns it. <laughs> all the, everybody, every all time you watch it, he gets proceeds off that, and he's still watching the new one. No, anyways. Okay. There's no Meg Ryan in the second one, and I'm okay with that. Meg Ryan won in the first one. Yes, yeah, she was. She was, she was. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, she was Goose's, Goose's wife. Goose's yeah, wife. that's right. Yeah, Miles Teller's mama. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, all right. What are the most Jack in the Box tacos you've ever eaten in one sitting? One. What? I don't like Jack in the Box tacos. One. So what? You threw the other one out? I gave it to the person sitting next you to you. You shared it with your date. Uh, yeah, we can uh, call him that. <laughs> <laughs> He didn't know it, but, you know, I didn't know I was on a date when I went to the... Never mind. You knew. Yeah, I knew. All right. Uh, And last one. Hey, what song, album, artist are you currently listening to ad nauseum? Oh, man. That is a tough one because I've been going back and forth Uh between... You can say two or three uh, or 12. Like, I... Right now, I'm back on a Brandon Ryder kick. I uh, love um, Let the Good Times Roll. Like That's just been kind of resonating. And then, depending on if I want to kick up the mood and kind of like kickstart a kind of a party, it's been the Mercury by Turnpike Troubadours. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love uh, that one. Love, that, love but, the beat but, and just the like the tone of the music and all of that. Both, both of them are fantastic. Yeah. So, I've never actually met Brandon Ryder. However, before I was retired, I did... Um, uh, CDL testing. And so his bus driver had to bring his bus in and I, I got to take him out and do a, do a drive, like an hour long drive in the bus. I'm like, all right, yeah, no, just keep going. I'm going to check this out. That's cool. Yeah. That's really cool. So that, that was kind of fun. No, I mean, that's a cool experience. Like I said, I've actually, out of all the artists I've met, Brandon Ryder's one I haven't met. Oh, really? um, like I said, I've, met, I've got I've been very fortunate that I get to meet a lot from my business partner, um, from what he does. But yeah, Brandon's not one that I've met. I've heard nothing but really nice things about him. Yeah, same, same. But uh, you know, we'd love to get him on. Um, all right. So this last one, I'm going to ask you too, Chip. What? Who are you listening to? What are you listening to? A, 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 a group, a singer, a song, an album? What? 
a playlist? I, 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 hate, I hate to say uh, it's, it's a playlist of random different people. Um, Mike and the Moon Pies. I, I still cannot call Wait. them Silverado. Oh, I thought they were Eldorado. They're, they're Silverado now. Mike and the Moon Pies. Yeah, I love those guys. They're yeah, great. They're, they changed, they changed their, name. their names. Oh, I did not know that. Yes. What are they called now? Silverado. Why? Uh, it's like knows? a female Chevy. Who truck. knows? But uh, we love those guys. Absolutely love those guys. Uh, also, um, Cole Whittlesey. Um, oh, his uh, Stay, whatever that yeah. album is. Yeah. just That's I, good. We listen. Brianna Adams always is fantastic. Matt Castillo, you know, just there's there's so many Texas country artists that I mm-hmm. that I I listen to on a loop, mm-hmm. and um, I start working out again. I listen to them while I work out. It gets me through. What's the, that? Which part? Workout. The workout. Oh, it's pain at my age. Shit. He mostly poses in a mirror and takes selfies. Uh-huh. I believe that's what working out is. I think that's right. Oh. Uh, for me, uh, but I, but I listen to music while I do part, it. So part, of, part of what I do all the time is just look for new stuff for the show. I'm just mm-hmm. always looking to see what's happening, what's so coming up. So if you say Zach Day, I'm going to punch you in the However, uh-huh. the last week, I think all I've listened to is that album right there, Jimmy Buffett's White Sports Coat and Pink Crustacean. Holy shit, that's uh, possibly ooh. the perfect album. Can I do a, can I do a final question? Absolutely. Sure. Favorite Toby Keith song in honor of Red Solo passing. Actually, it, it's uh, How Do You Like Me Now? Oh, how do you... I mean, you got to love that song ending with na na You got to love that song. That's a close one. I still think it's uh, Should Have Been a Cowboy for me. Should Have Been Cowboy. I love that song. I love I'll, that song. I, I think the one that hits home for everybody, you're still probably too young, but everybody uh, our age, you're younger than us. Um, I, not as good as good as once as I ever was. Oh, that's a great uh, yeah. song. It yeah. is a fun yeah. song. It is, but I still think. But now you haven't answered though. What's your? Well, uh, for me, I uh, and I've told this story before. I actually caught.